Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania, diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more. This podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. Welcome. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Let us sister know in the comments, telepathically, energetically, let me know. I um, am feeling jazzed up today just because honestly, I'm just excited for this episode because I feel like it's going to be a good one. I feel like you guys can tell just by the title that I mean business. I already know I'm going to write it out in caps with like nothing else. And it's just going to say F your comfort zone because that's the energy that I feel towards this whole entire concept. And you know, it's going to be good as well when I don't need to write like an in-depth outline for the episode, like when I can just kind of jot a few things down and I'm like, yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's hit record. And that's kind of where I'm at when I'm just like in the moment where I want to flow it. And so that's where we are. So I'm just even more excited (laughs) about the episode. Um, It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately and another like I went through another lesson of this very recently, which we're going to talk about. Before we get into that, I want to talk about my gratitude, um, which is my trip to Tahiti. You guys know I just went to Tahiti for 10 days and it is an has been an absolute dream. And I wanted to give you guys a little rundown of how it went because I told you guys that I would. Um, but if you aren't interested in, the, in this, don't forget I write out little like timestamps in the show notes. So if you want to skip to like the actual chunk and bulk of the podcast, go to the show notes and you will be able to see where the episode really starts. But for those of you that care, Tahiti was hands down like one of the most beautiful places I had ever been. And that trip specifically, just in terms of like the people, the experiences, like that was one of the best, most memorable trips of my entire life, which is I feel so blessed to be able to say and to have been able to add such a beautiful experience into my little memory box. Um, But definitely like Tahiti and New Zealand are now like those are my top two destinations that I've ever been to. I the biggest thing that blew me away was like the water. I had no clue that the water in French Polynesia was that blue like but I would be looking at one stretch of ocean and like I could see like three different colors of three different shades of blue which was just like fascinating to me and it was so clear like I've never done I've never had like that insane experience with snorkeling before like in my entire life like the water was just so stinking crystal clear the reefs were still so healthy and alive and I've never really I I made me realize it's sad but it made me realize how dead the coral is and areas such as Hawaii um so it was amazing to see like I realized that I had never seen like really living healthy coral before so that was super interesting and just the water like I love being around water and like that water was something out of a movie and also you guys know that I had you know a surfing incident when I was on Oahu (laughs) and I, you know, I still have scars on my leg, which, by the way, I still get asked about them. They aren't stretch marks. They aren't. Someone asked recently if they're bite marks. I always get questions on like what they are, and it's just they're still scars from when I had really bad refresh from a um, surfing incident. But nevertheless, 
I still was always a little bit kind of on edge. Like just being on Oahu always kind of when I would go in the ocean, excuse me, there's obviously a ton of surf like around all of Oahu. So the waves are like super big, aggressive. Like there's just a lot of waves. And like that was something that was really hard for me to kind of digest because I'm used to growing up on lakes and like freshwater stuff. So like the water's always super calm, you know, growing up on a lake, like when I'm sweaty for my workout, I can just, oh, I'm just going to go jump in the lake and like cool off NBD. But like when I was on Oahu, that was like, it was a whole different ball game. I had to like mentally prepare, like, okay, I'm trying to go in the water. Like don't turn your back to the ocean. Like it wasn't a calming thing for me. And when I just wanted to like go and swim and have it be relaxing. So what was super unique about, um, I can't say if it's on for all French Polynesia, but like I know around the island of Morea, um, there's a barrier, like a reef around the whole thing, which blocks the the huge waves from like coming into the shoreline. So like that's why the first initial stretch out is like so calm, like the water looks so glassy because there's no that that um, barrier reef is like preventing those huge waves from coming in and like making it all chaotic so you see the waves like out there you would have to like take a boat to them but they don't come all the way to shore and I just I'm like maybe this is my speed because when I was on Oahu I was like maybe I'm just not an ocean girly like you know maybe it's not for me but no I am I'm just not a wave girly when I'm trying to fight for my life and survive side tangent but yeah so that was a huge perk um and just like the people that I was with were amazing and just the people like all the Tahitian people that I met were so 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 kind the people you know I went there with um the amazing humans that I met when I was in Hawaii and it's just crazy to hear like just now even learning about the culture of like Tahiti and like their kind of view because they're French Polynesia now right but they're originally just Polynesia but the French you know, now took ownership of them. And so now they're French Polynesia. And it's so fascinating to hear how like the Tahitians don't really, they aren't very fond of the French people, just like how Hawaiians aren't very fond of Americans. And it just makes so much sense. And it's been so humbling, like learning their culture and everything. I had the privilege of sitting in on a um, Tahitian high school class, which I thought was super, super priceless experience. Like it, just looking like after the fact, I was like, well, that was actually really interesting and really special and a really authentic experience. I was glad that I could experience, but it was like fascinating such like the holistic um, message that they were teaching in their class. Like I was like, we wouldn't learn this in school, like in the U S like they were talking about your intuition, your gut, how they're a part of the land. And like, I don't know if they still do it, but like um, previously they would like plant the placenta Uh, after having a baby into the earth so that you become one with the land and they were speaking all this in French and so they were like trying to you know the students were so kind like trying to translate it for me which like added to the experience but yeah just everything is amazing and I just feel like I don't mean to like group everyone together in a stereotype but I just mean this in the best way of like the people that I've met on you know Oahu like the Hawaiians and Tahitians like all these people these islanders like they are so kind and so giving and so generous that like and just to call myself out in my own family like I just wasn't raised that way and it's something that I've been trying to improve on and be better at and like they just have taught me so much like generosity and being selfish and like one of their biggest mottos is like you you give as much as you can and then you know you you then is how you kind of are able to receive more but they don't they they don't ever expect anything in return though is the thing like they just give and give and give and give and you know there was another um back when I was on 
in Hawaii, um, a friend there of mine said like us Hawaiians, like we know what we need and we don't ask for anything more. And there was also a plaque, like when I was on the island of Moorea, um, which is an island in French Polynesia where I just was. And it was speaking about kind of the history of Moorea and how an American came over. And he thought this American thought he could help them with his money. And it turned, he realized that he's like, I actually couldn't help them at all with my money. Um, they didn't want my money, but they actually had a whole, whole awful lot to teach me that was priceless that money couldn't buy. And I just like that whole narrative is so true and so embodies so much of what I've experienced um, just in my travels and specifically with these people, um, whether that being when I was on Oahu, on Kauai or on Tahiti or on Morea, like it just it blows my mind and they're just super, super kind people and they teach me a lot and they're amazing role models and I really hope to carry their way of life with me through my life. So wasn't expecting to go on such a long 10 minute rant on that, but Nevertheless, basically this episode, I want to talk about why our comfort zone is quite literally the biggest scam and illusion of the human experience. Now, don't get me wrong. Like the comfort zone, it has a purpose. It has its place. Like same thing with their ego. There's a purpose to it. Okay. They're there. They're both there to keep us safe. Okay. And protect us. Like I get it. But sometimes they're just, they're doing too much. Okay. And sometimes they are involved when we don't need them to be involved and they give us her opinion when we don't need or ask for their opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just fascinates me. And I just, I just wrote, um, an Instagram caption on this, but I was like, you know what? No, this deserves a podcast epi because it's important. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of you that need this wake up call because I needed this wake up call, like literally 14 days ago. And so I need to hear this. So I'm figuring like maybe one of you guys needs to hear it. But our mind just blocks us from so much. And it's honestly fascinating to me because I'm just like, damn, that thing is powerful. And even from things that are like actually really good and fun for us. But like for some reason, our mind chalks it up to be something that it's not or makes it bigger than it is or, you know, morphs it into this some sort of illusion that leads us to like making a decision that we think, quote unquote, is like the safe, better option. But it's really just kind of inhibiting us like in the long haul and I'm just going to explain what I mean by all this with a story Um, and I know that I touched on this like two episodes ago but I literally almost did not go to Tahiti and after me just ranting for 10 minutes about how amazing the experience was and the people are and the connections that I built and all that sort of stuff I literally was so close to not going on that trip which bear with me because I know so many people of like so many of you guys who may not be in the the position right now to have you know taken that opportunity to go on the trip you guys would have been like okay like sorry boohoo like I feel you want me to feel bad for you like what is this supposed to mean but just hear me out because my my purpose and intention with sharing this story is simply the fact of like the mind even hold us holds us back even with things that don't seem conventionally scary or risky like up front. And what I mean by that is like the, a trip to Tahiti, not a lot of people would be like, oh, that's a fun vacation recreational thing. Like what's there to be scared of? But my mind found something to be scared of or found something to be nervous about, even in something that may seem as like really enjoyable to like at the surface level. So I, like I said, I knew about this trip to Tahiti for months when I was um, on Oahu. Like I said, I was, Rachel was who I met on Oahu. I don't know why I'm struggling so much today, today to like say stories. I feel like I keep stuttering. 
but um she she told me that she was going to Tahiti for two months she told me that way back when I was um on Oahu in like June probably May and she's like you should so come to visit me like blah 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 when I left Hawaii I was like yeah like maybe we'll meet up in Tahiti da 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 but and I kind of like put it on the back burner because there still was time for me to like buy a ticket and then it kept getting closer and closer and she'd be like, hey, like, are you going to come? Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, like, I think so. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I couldn't get myself to commit. And I was always like the back of my mind. I was nervous. I was nervous about something and I couldn't really know why. And I kept I kept procrastinating, kept procrastinating for, to committing. And then eventually I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like next week. I'm supposed to go see her is like the week that we kind of that would have been a good week for me to go because her sister and her friends were coming and all this sort of stuff which by the way, we had such a phenomenal crew. And I think that's why I enjoyed the trip so much. But anyways, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I go? Do I not go? And I had all of these, like all of these thoughts in my head, which in the moment I was like, I don't know. I didn't, I never thought there was like my intuition blocking me. Like I just thought like I, I feeling very indecisive about going. Uh, but then once I actually sat back and like got some awareness, I was like, holy crap. Like, no, all of the, every single thing. So I was like, okay, let's take a step back. What, what is holding you back from going? Why from not going, excuse me. Why do you feel like you shouldn't go or wait, what's holding you back from going? Why do you feel like you shouldn't go? You guys know what I'm, what I mean. And I was like, okay, so I like listed out why I feel like I didn't want to go or why I felt like I shouldn't go. And they were all these hypothetical fears, self-limiting beliefs. I was like, do I really want to spend the money? It's an international trip, meaning the the travel day is just going to be a hassle. All these flights are like 18 hour travel days. I have no clue what to expect, like all this sort of stuff, because I really didn't know what to expect. Because all the trips that I have gone on, it's like usually a trip that I really want to go on. I know enough about them that I like know why I want to go and what to expect this for me was like kind of piggybacking on Rachel's kind of itinerary so I was like I don't know what to expect I don't know what's going to happen all this sort of stuff and like it hit me when I looked at those reasons I was like none of these are any sort of like intuitive nudges intuitive pulls none of these are of any sort of like valid concern or like constructive real issues or anything they were all just what ifs and they were all just fears they were all just lower vibrational behavior and thought patterns and I and it, it, it just hit me and I was like dude, like you sound ridiculous. And I was like, looking back after this opportunity passes, because I do feel like there's also something about having an opportunity presenting itself. And then like, then once it's gone, you're like, oh my gosh. And you feel a totally different way about it. And so I was like, right now it seems like such a bear to me for some reason, but looking next week when I don't go and I'm and it's hitting me like, oh my gosh, you could be in Tahiti right now. And you literally said no for no tangible real reason. You'd be like, what the hell are you doing, Olivia? Like you would have so much regret for not going. And so I realized that, that I was like, I was just choosing the safe, comfortable option that was inside my comfort zone. It was easier for me to just stay here. It was easier for me to not spend the money. It was easier for me to not jump into the unknown. It was easier for me to not take a risk and like do something that was unpredictable. But then it hit me and I was like, what would, which I want to get into in this episode a little in a little bit, but it like hit me. I was like, what would my higher self do in this situation? Like what decision would I make if I was choosing growth? And and that's what really was a turning point for me. I remember I was like giving myself a pep talk before bed because I was like, Liv, you need to make a decision. Like you don't, you need to buy a ticket like now if you're going to go because next thing I knew it was like this coming weekend. So I literally bought the ticket three days beforehand. And so I was like, you're either going or you're not. And then I ran through these questions in my head and I was like, oh my gosh, like I need, okay, like I have to go. And 
it's crazy because like again that was me like acting completely from my comfort zone and it took me making the conscious decision to push my boundaries push my borders act out of my comfort zone push my comfort zone and that's it's it's literally no secret why that's a quote that like all good things lie outside of your comfort zone like it's so true because now like that was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life I'm going to cherish it forever like I made such beautiful lasting connections there I'm so impacted like I have genuinely and I don't mean this in a dramatic excuse me way I mean this in a genuine way like I just have been impacted I know I've been internally impacted impacted and I feel that way I want to do another episode about why I love traveling so much and why I think it's so beautiful for personal development and growth but like I truly believe like every place I've gone to in the world I carry a piece of them with me whether it's the people the culture the land um anything like the food just like the overall energy I know that I carry them with me whether it's in the form of a lesson or a different essence that I carry with me or you know an extension of my energy now it's like all of those experiences accumulate into the person that you are um and I'm just you know now I can't imagine me having not gone to Tahiti like I'm i it may seem little, but it's like each trip, including this one, is always adds another brick to your growth. And, you know, the same thing happened to me as well when I was really thinking of moving to Hawaii for two months. And like, like I said, the background story, I don't know if you guys remember, but like I had this uncontrollable like this was an intuitive nudge I have no doubt about it in my head like because I couldn't even sleep one night I felt like I needed to board the plane tomorrow which I can't help but this is in the small story time but I can't help but feel like I had that nudge like you need to go to Hawaii I think it's for other reasons as well but one of the reasons was because I truly feel like I was meant to meet Rachel I truly feel like she's some sort of like We have some sort of weird, like we're the same person in like a parallel universe. It's insane. But like, I truly feel like I, she's part of my soul family. Like I was meant to meet her and I truly feel like that's an example of like why we get these intuitive nudges. This is so off track, but I think this, that's a story in and of itself. But yeah, so I had such an intuitive, strong pull to go to Hawaii and you know, I knew I just had to send it. I had to do it. And in the moment when I was planning it, I didn't feel nervous. I felt like super excited. And I felt like this is what I was like destined to do, which I still feel that way. But bear with me right before I left, like the week before I left, you guys may remember this. If you were still following me closely, this was back in March. I was a mess. I was, I mean, for other reasons, I was super nostalgic and emotional just overall. But I, for the first time, I don't ever use this adjective often. I rarely feel, feel this way, but I, I even was verbal. I verbalized this to my family and friends. Like I said, I am literally scared. I feel scared to go. And like I said, I don't use that adjective lightly. I don't ever say that a lot. And that was because like, again, it was something that was outside of my comfort zone. And I, I just was scared. I remember when I landed, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? Like, can I actually do this? Like, I know absolutely no one here. I'm living completely on my own. I'm not here meeting up with a program. Like I, it's just me. I'm literally on an Island in the middle of the ocean by myself. I've never lived alone before. Like, what am I doing? And I remember being like, I am freaking scared. And I got in the Uber to like go to the car that I was picking up to rent. And I was like, I, I'm scared. Like everything feels so big. I feel so small. Everything feels so new. This all feels so foreign. And the first couple of days, like I was super out of whack. And I remember I, 
I wasn't really like scared once I like kind of settled into my apartment anymore, like my Airbnb. But I remember like for the first few days, I felt super, super weird. And my dad had called me. He was checking in on me. Shout out Joe. We all love Joe. Um, But I and I remember I was on the phone with him and I was like holding back tears for some reason. And he was like, well, are he didn't know that I was like crying, but I was just like really low, like on the phone. I was super quiet. And I think he was expecting me to be like super upbeat and super excited. And he was like, well, do you want to like, do you want to come home? Like you can come home if you feel like you need to come home. And I, I remember I was like, no, no, no. But I just, I'm just saying like, it was to the point where I was like, I feel so uncomfortable by this. And now like, I'm like, I need to get back to Hawaii. Like that was such a, that was probably the biggest moment in my entire 23 years of living in terms of the biggest strides I've made for growth. I felt like I made more strides in those two months of growth in Hawaii than I have in my two years of living in Utah, which is crazy to say, but it's so true. And again, I can't picture not going, I can't a picture, I can't picture my life now without that experience. I'm so thankful for that experience. I feel so much stronger and developed and cultured and expanded as a human because of that experience. Not only did I learn so much about Hawaii and their culture and all of that sort of stuff, but I learned so much about myself and how to be on my own and just learning how to navigate a new environment completely somewhere that's night and day. I was not comfortable with the ocean at all. I moved from the mountains where it was cold to a literal island life like completely pretty much polar opposite of the life that I was living and I was scared to do so and now it's like think about all the amazing experiences I've accumulated all the amazing um people I've met like Rachel is one of the like one of the best things in my life right now and like I just it's and again like if I didn't do that I wouldn't have had this experience in Tahiti and have met the cool people that I met in Tahiti it's like all these things like the butterfly effect in and of itself but like that's what's so beautiful about all this is like it takes you pushing your comfort zone once to crack open that door and it's going to inevitably open more doors, more experiences, more beautiful, you know, scenarios in life that make it that, you know what I mean? Might challenge you even more to take advantage of those experiences. But then each one of those uncomfortable experiences open up the door to more experiences. And like, I just feel like this is the key to how you continue to keep living life. When I studied abroad in Spain, I feel like I literally reference Spain so freaking often. But again, because it's a part of my life, like it's a huge part of me now. Like it was such that was such a huge learning curve for me because I had never been to a country that didn't speak English. First of all, I've never been to a, a country without a family member. OK, second of all, third of all. I've never like it just was so I stayed with I've never done anything like that where I stayed with a host mom I had no program like that ever whether it was in the U.S. or outside of the U.S. where I stayed with someone that I just completely didn't know nonetheless she didn't speak any English like that was something that was so outside of my comfort zone and in the moment I wasn't super scared because I was younger sometimes I look back and I'm like bro if I were to think now, like if I had to make that decision for 19 year old me, I'd be like, no way she's going to be overwhelmed. But like 19 year old me was like, hell yeah, let's send it. So I don't know. But anyways, like just same thing. Like that was something that was super freaky and like super out of my comfort zone. I had no clue what to expect. Like I signed up for four months in a brand new country and I couldn't even speak the language fully at all. I was not even close to conversationally coherent. Like it's just, but again, that now I still have those connections. Like I still am in touch with my home host mom and her son and like I feel so connected to Spain now so those were some of the best memories of my life like I feel so comfortable now and more 
I guess I feel more comfortable and more limitless when I think of now going to different countries and being able to hold my own in a country that doesn't speak English. Like I feel so much more comfortable and confident in my abilities to be okay because I have already gone through these uncomfortable experiences that has given me that familiarity to kind of ease the intimidation of like that uncomfortability of something outside of your comfort zone. And just like I'm saying, like all of these experiences looking back now have been some of the most pivotal moments of my life and some of the biggest moments of growth that I cherish and will forever cherish and like will be huge, huge blocks towards Uh, I guess, huge stepping stones towards my growth as a human being. And it's like, we constantly feel like we have all these blockages, like keeping us from the life we want to live when they truly are all just an illusion. And it's like, it's proven firsthand. For example, like that, that story about me going to Tahiti, it's like, I felt like I had all these blocks, but then once we challenge them and we, we push through them and we're like, Oh, what the hell? Like that, that's it. And it seems so insignificant once you're through them, because like I'm saying beforehand, when we keep, we work them all up in my, in our heads, they seem to be such a big thing, but it's just this illusion. It's kind of like now I'm picturing like when you used to do little puppet shows on the wall, it's like, it seems like this huge scary shadow that it's going to be this monster but it's really just your hand like being a little puppet it's like these are all just illusions and once you break through them we're like oh that was it and then you break through and like so much more seems available to us at that like kind of new level if you will and that's almost how I see it it's like we knock down one wall every time you make a decision to push your comfort zone and push your boundaries you knock down that wall and it allows you to then up level and like now you're able to see even more of the amazing experiences that are now available to you at that new level whereas opposed to if you keep sinking and surrendering and falling victim to your comfort zone you're only you're there's only so much that's available to you within that boundary within that kind of pen if you will because you're keeping yourself locked in that jail cell but if you are strong enough to make the decision to take the leap and just say I'm gonna push through these short moments of uncomfortability because I know there's greater reward and greater experiences and just more life on the other side like that's what makes it all worth it and once you do that you're like holy crap there's so much more available to me look at now the sky's the limit there's even more things that I can apply myself to and dive into and now you have that much more life to experience and I don't know about you guys but like ever since I was little I don't know what it is I'm talking like 15 okay not super little but like I was young and like but was still had like a coherent like some sort of message I always remember like I was like I want to be so rich in diverse experiences and I still am like that to this day like I don't want I don't want to be rich in money I don't I don't want to be rich in whatever whatever I want to experience as much as possible like even if it's like one time of one thing I still want to experience it like for some for some reason the diversity of experiences has always like fascinated me and to me that's like living life in and of itself and so I think that's why I'm so passionate about this narrative right now I think also because I just firsthand experienced it but like I I guess not everyone's going to, you know, be with me on this, but like, I think what makes life worth living is all the different experiences that are available to us. And in order for us to actually seize all of these amazing experiences that are available to us, we need to keep pushing those boundaries and those borders and knocking down those mental illusions and barriers and actually pushing our comfort zone and acting outside of our comfort zone, acting from a growth mindset to truly seize and get the most out of life and experience the most life that we can and have these magical connections magical experiences see all these magical things in the world like it takes you pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to do so but I think that to me is like that's my goal in life 
And I really don't want to keep this even in the zone of travel. Like I know all of these things were just travel examples, but that's because it's just like what has been closest in my mind right now. But like this is with anything, like with the job that you want. It may you may feel super uncomfortable and have imposter syndrome of being like, who am I to ask for this race? Who am I to go try out for this position? Whatever the case may be. But that's because you're you're living in your safer option. Like you need to push that border, push the, that comfort zone and do something that makes you scared. But you know that there's a greater good on the other side. Like I think that's just the key. Like you want to lean into what makes you uncomfortable, lean into what you're afraid of, because all good things lie on the other side of your comfort zone, whether it's in a relationship, you trying to get a different date, like whatever scares you, whatever is making you nervous, like that to you, like that is something that has internally, you are drawn to it and you want it, but your 3d conscious, um, you know, subconscious programmed mind is telling you that you can't have it. But the fact that you're even fearing it means that you are wanting it in the first place. But that fear is what a block is. But if it's something that you didn't want or your your true soul didn't have this calling for, you wouldn't even be thinking about it in the first place for it to be something that you're scared of, if that makes sense, you know? But I think it's so true. So this can be applied to anything like inserts here, anything that resonates with you. But I think you the step one is just having the awareness of saying, whoa, I really am acting from my comfort zone right now and then from there you can kind of reflect and say like okay listen you know this needs to change xyz like this mindset needs to change or this is telling me this like I think step one is having the awareness that you are just being stuck in your comfort zone but I promise you like I was just talking shout out Dennis as well I was just talking to my friend Dennis about this and he said something so priceless that was so true it's just like if we it's up to us hey let me get I don't even want to paraphrase this because I want to read the text message word for word He said, I've been realizing life will take us as far as we are willing to go. As long as we keep freaking breaking every damn barrier of fear, life just keeps providing. And I was like, hell yeah, (laughs) like you're so right. But it's so true. So it's like, that's what I kind of kept saying when I what I was getting at when I was like, you kind of need to push down these, you know, mental barriers that we have of our comfort zone. And then you're able to up level and see all these new experiences. It's like the same thing. It's like when you're living from your comfort zone, you think there's only so much available to you. But once you break past this comfort zone, you're like, oh my gosh, there's still so much abundance here to experience, to do, to see, to have, to be. And you're like, oh wow, like I get it now. And that's what he was saying when like life just keeps providing and there is truly abundance as long as there's as much abundance as you're looking for and yearning for as long as you're willing to keep knocking down those barriers and keep pushing your boundaries and pushing your comfort zone. And that's where you will continue to keep finding all this abundance that you're seeking. And so before I kind of close out this episode, I want to leave you with these three questions that I asked myself that I really thought were like the key to me really being able to kind of switch this narrative in my mindset and align my actions to the life that I want to be living. And these are the three questions that I asked myself when I realized like you're buying your ticket and you're getting on the freaking airplane to Tahiti. (laughs) Number one, what would my higher self do? This was the really thing that like made me cut all the bullshit. I was like, what would my higher self do? Would my higher self think that this is the better option for me to sit at home in Utah again for another week alone working on the same things that I've been working on again, even though you're still, you're burnt out, you're feeling flat, like all these things. What would my higher self do? No, she would say, get your booty on the plane, have this new experience, grow and evolve as a human and get inspiration from this trip. 
Two, furthermore, what decision would I make if I was operating with a growth mindset? This is huge. This was another one that I said, what would I do if I was choosing growth? What option is going to help me grow? And don't get me wrong. Sometimes that option, like staying at home and grinding and working is what will help me grow. But I knew in this moment, I was like, no, what's going to make me, what's going to help me grow is experiencing a new culture, a new trip, doing something that's scaring me right now that makes me feel uncomfortable. That's where growth lies. Growth is not here in my bedroom right now. (laughs) Growth is not here in Utah. Growth is not me at my computer. And again, in the same spot, working on the same things. Growth is not that for me right now. Growth is me leaving the country to a place that I don't know anything about and I don't know what to expect on a, you know, taking a flight that I'm kind of nervous to take. That's where growth lied. And number three, what option helps me push my comfort zone? Pretty self-explanatory, but another great one. What option helps me push my comfort zone? This, I think, is a really important one. These are also great things for you guys to journal on and as well and reflect on. But that was another thing. My comfort zone is here in my in my room, in my bedroom, the same thing I've been doing for the past two months all summer. And so what's going to help me push that? And that's me going on this trip. So again, the three questions that I want you guys to ask yourself to help you say F you to your comfort zone. Number one, what would my higher self do? Number two, what decision would I make if I was operating with a growth mindset? And number three, what option helps me push my comfort zone? So With all that being said, the affirmation for today is I act from my higher self with a growth mindset. I have an exclamation point on the end of this one when usually it's a period. So I hope that is really conveying the energy that I'm showing up to this episode with. I act from my higher self with a growth mindset. Next time you're in doubt or having anxiety and all these things that are all surface level 3D egoic mind subconscious programmings that are showing themselves up in your head, say, scream this. I act for my higher self with a growth mindset. Your higher self leans into uncomfortability because your higher self trusts that it is working out for your greater good. Your higher self trusts that all of this is aspiring to help you evolve into your best self. It's all for your evolvement and evolution as a human being during your life human experience. That's how your higher self takes on uncomfortability and challenges and adversity and foreign things. Your, your higher self doesn't hide when things are foreign or uncomfortable or not familiar. Your higher self takes on this foreign and unfamiliarity with grace, with confidence, with elegance, and with trust and with faith, knowing that again, this is all conspiring for your highest good and this is how you grow. And these experiences are what help you to continue to involve a body and step into, continuously step in to your higher self. Your lower self, your 3D self is one, your ego is one that hides in the face of unfamiliarity. It hides in the face of uncomfortable comfortability. It hides outside of your comfort zone. Your ego doesn't exist outside of your comfort zone. How about that? So if you really want to find your higher self, I can promise you he, she, they, they are they're lavishing. They're, they're basking in the sun outside of your comfort zone, waiting for you to come outside and go find them. Okay. I love you guys so freaking much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, or if you've gotten any value from any of my episodes ever, and you're looking to support me in this podcast, you can leave a rating or review means the world to me. I read everyone. Each rating means the absolute world to me. I really appreciate it. And also, if you guys want to screenshot this, send it to a loved one, someone who needs to hear this, someone who's acting from some low vibrational state, acting from some low vibrational behavior that we don't stand for. Just slide this in a text message. Say, listen, it's not from me. It's from LifFit. Okay. She didn't, it's not me. It's her. You know what I'm saying? Don't shoot the messenger, that type of thing. But, or you can also 
post a screenshot on your Instagram story. Tag me. Love to see who's listening as always. And any thoughts that you guys have on the podcast, it always makes me smile and makes my day. So again, I'm sending you guys so, so much love. I really hope this hit for you guys. And I'm looking forward to connecting in the next podcast. And yeah, peace and love, baby.